Well, that's not going to help anything. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is August 5th, 2020. This is episode 228. And today, do as thou wilt. And you know me, I'm your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to another live stream podcast on National Underwear Day. Got your underwear on today, Basil. This is uh, one day you can't have it on. <laughs> you know what? In my household, every day is underwear day. <laughs> Fantastic! That's good to know. <laughs> so you, uh, yeah. You so, the... how about where did who who ex- oh, proclaimed it National Underwear Day? What's I don't the know. History hold on of this? one second. It says that I'm muted and I'm not seeing my audio come through on live. Uh oh. Uh oh. Let me check real quick. Yep. I'm looking at the chat. Gons mic off. Gons is gone. Check, no check, gons. Check. Gons mic off. Can't hear gons. Can't gear gons. Gons uh, muted. We can't hear Gons. Okay, guys, I get it. I see it. I see it. We're fixing it. Don't worry. We're working on it. Gons is muted. Can't hear Gons. No Gons. No vocal. <laughs> on Whoa! Gons Whoa! What was that? I don't know if anybody else could hear that, but uh, no, that was I think a crazy that came through. You just that made. came through. Uh, what is going on? I don't know. All right, somebody needs to go to. Uh, well, I forget that nobody else can hear you. I'm just talking and well, listening I turned myself to you. Off. That doesn't Hold make on. the show work. Check. So, check. Check. <laughs> well, guys, at this point, check. you sh- should be grateful that you can't hear Gons because it's turned into an echoey monster from the abyss over there. Okay. All right, Sounds keep like going. it's coming keep going. through. No, Sounds keep like going. everybody else is hearing the monstrous noises coming from your side, Gons. All right, you got keep, a keep going. real echo issue going on, but that's okay. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. See, we're, we're, we'll do it live. We're doing it live. To, nothing better than uh, troubleshooting some very uh, catastrophic technical issues while we are live on the air. Uh, this is a good opportunity for me to show everybody uh, my cat. So here I go. Here's a cat for everybody who's looking for... Um, you know, something else to focus on. Currently scratching my leg very badly. Basil, can you hear me? So, All right, hold on. Let me push the game. Check, check, check. This is fantastic. Great okay, start to the show. there we go. You're coming through. Hello, hello. Can you hear me now? All right. Yeah, you look good go to me. Go louder. Yep, 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 go louder, Gons. I still I think, think, I think I'm still people will crank it up to 11, baby. Now. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually I am plus eleven on the DBs there. Oh, perfect. Check, okay. check, check. Okay. Now the, the word question perfect is perfect has been put into the chat multiple times. You've done it. We've done it. We've solved the problem. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, folks. <coughs> <laughs> That's teamwork. That oh, is uh, man. a lot of skill just went into that, Gonzo. I know. I had to complete I had to create a whole new channel. Uh, of audio input live on OBS Streamlabs. Streamlabs kind of a buggy software there. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. Maybe. Anything exciting happened since the last uh, the last show besides 
that incredible technical troubleshooting <laughs> live on the air? Um, no, other than some real negative comments coming in on YouTube, really bum me out. It normally no. doesn't bum me out, but for some reason this time people were just mean. What on the on the last episode? On the last episode, yeah, they're just oh, like, yeah, I'm I'm impressed with your strength of will to continue oh, to I'm, read the toxic comments. Yeah, I'm pretty. YouTube. I'm pretty. I have a pretty thick skin when it comes to that now. Yeah, but, but the uh, problem is you can't let them know that you read it because then they're just gonna keep doing <laughs> gonna it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I can you know ignore it too. Yeah. Just okay. a matter of uh, you know time before i yeah just shut all of them down with logic and reason yeah sorry i see you you've put uh <laughs> something in our show notes here that look is this for the the show notes on canary cry news talk.com it's, it's been in be there read on the show no 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 it's been in there for a while now just a little caveat uh disclaimer. we are reporting the news and sharing our opinions on the issues not endorsing the outlets of stories for a complete list of show notes and links please visit canary cry news yeah yeah yep. yeah that's a that's a true statement all right Good. Well, should we just get into it? Or did you have something to say no. about National Underwear Day? No, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm realizing that the whole National Underwear Day conversation was just <laughs> me talking. It's just abyss. you talking about underwear. Just you in silence. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I don't know if we want to catch everybody up. But today is National Underwear Day. We are uh, celebrating the undergarments are we? that we love so much. Sure. Okay. Let's let's start with the Flippy update before it okay. gets any more out of hand. Let's do it. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from Richmond.com. Watch now. So we got a nice uh, video. Researchers test. Uh-oh, I've got a pop-up. There we go. Test drive new virus-killing robot prototype at Daily Planet Health Services in Richmond. And you got a nice video there you can play while I read this Oops. amazing article that goes, A four-wheeled robot's mechanical arm hovered over ultraviolet light over the surface of a chair in an office at the Daily Planet Health Services this past weekend. The weekend provided the real-world test drive of a semi-autonomous robot that researchers call Dingo. A University of Virginia robotics professor and fellow researchers envisioned one day the prototype will be used in airports, grocery stores, train stations, and other locations to kill viruses on surfaces. Tomonari Furukawa, a professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at the University of Virginia, said having robots rove around de uh, decontaminating surfaces would lessen the risk of having human workers conducting manual cleanings of an infected area. Furukawa said researchers have been focusing their efforts on how to disinfect healthcare centers where the coronavirus is likely found. Part of the space at the Daily Planet on West Grace Street in downtown Richmond. It's used during the week as a COVID-19 testing center. Quote, but on the other hand, we need to decon... Uh, we need... Blah, 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 blah. The need for decontamination exists everywhere. Furukawa said during an interview Monday at the Daily Planet, we have to start also customizing the robot, not only for the healthcare environment, but also other places. Elizabeth Rourke, president of the Daily Planet's board of directors, said she had heard 
heard that the researchers needed to find a testing location for the robot. Quote, because of COVID, a lot of the larger healthcare systems, they're operating 24-7, Rourke said. I knew that we, while we operate five days a week, they could come here. They could have extended time in the clinical setting to do their testing. Dean Conte, uh, one of the researchers developing the robot, said it was built by eight students at Virginia Tech, where Furukawa taught uh, robotics prior to becoming a professor at UVA. Quote, we all, we can only test so much in a garage in Blacksburg. So we went to their COVID testing center at Daily Planet, said Conte, who is a graduate student at Virginia Tech. So we were in a, re- a real center where they do COVID tests. So we wanted to see just what the room looked like, what obstacles there would be, what challenges there might be from operating in a different room. Daily Planet operates two buildings etc 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 and uh, what we have here gons following the the ancestral line of keeping an eye on disembodied robot arms that are taking over they're taking our jobs enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses and now they will just be wandering around shining the light of truth to disinfect <laughs> the world from the evil scourge of covid yeah, I was hoping for more a, a better wheeling system. It looks kind of like uh, you know those kid wheel boxes. They should put like tank wheels on it or something to make it look more. Ooh, that'd be yes, much more, much more fun. You know what, guns? I need to turn up my gain a little bit on my side. Okay, because um, I'm I'm having a hard time hearing myself, and it's I'm having a hard time getting hyped up. Check, check, check. <laughs> Is this too much for you? I'm fine. It doesn't Does that change sound, anything for you? No. Don't you have a master headphone volume for yourself? I That's do. That's normally how that works. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that technical <laughs> lesson. Um, but I think I did it. Okay, if that works good. for you, it works for me. Okay. Yeah, I don't oh hear my gosh. I can hear myself. Oh, listen to that. Okay. So there you go, Gons. Uh, this is the next gen uh, virus killing robot that is, uh, you know, obviously going to start patrolling the streets, have these little suckers show up at your house and uh, decontaminate. Decontaminate. It's a. Uh... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, Short Circuit was one of my favorite movies with Johnny Number Five. Uh-huh. Every week, I feel like it's getting closer to that reality, and not for good. As, oh uh, no, he's going to try to hurt everybody eventually. He's yeah. going to be all nice, and then and then he's going to be mean. Yeah, and he can read books um, fast. What was I going to say? Oh, you know, the, and this is not a new uh, thing to say. It's not a it's barely important for me to say this. But, you know, if you, we're, we're coming to a world where sterilization is increasingly uh, valued amongst yeah. the institutions and things like that. And I do fear a little bit what this will, what sort of havoc this will wreak on our immune systems. You know, suddenly if there's no viruses whatsoever floating around, how will our bodies ever learn to fight for themselves? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's a, a lot of the sci-fi movies and stuff out there display a type of world you know andromeda strain um what was the other one gattaca a world where everything you know everyone's got to get super clean and and uh you know no no any kind of virus in any kind of situation all all flakes of yourself 
can be DNA tested, you know, so you can't leave right. a trail of any kind of human hair or anything around. It's just uh, the scientific dictatorship coming to fruition here. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Isn't <laughs> fun. that fun? Isn't that fun? Oh. <laughs> All right, let's give some updates before we get into the big stories today. Quick updates here. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. Now, I don't know when this was published, but this was theatlantic.com. And the headline of this, I guess it's an article. It's the COVID-19 crisis requires long and short-term planning. This supercomputer can do both. Ooh. Yeah, the supercomputer wasn't supposed to be in use until 2021, but the Fugaku, uh, but the Fugaku, like everyone else, had to change its plans when COVID-19 swept the world. Uh, the Fugaku is a supercomputer in development at Riken, Japan's leading research institute in collaboration with Fujitsu. Riken has pioneered in innovation in science for more than a century, employing more than 3,000 people in Japan and overseas. Funded by the Japanese government, the Institute has produced Nobel Prizes, groundbreaking scientific technology, and effective collaborations with research and business partners. Uh, blah, blah, global mission. Uh, the Fugaku, blah, 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 global mission. <laughs> the Fugaku is one of the Institute's most recent breakthroughs. It was recently ranked the fastest supercomputer in the world, able to perform 415 quadrillion computations per second. But despite those striking statistics, quote, we're not shooting for glory, says Dr. Matsuoka Satoshi. Ooh. Dr. Satoshi. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We found him. We found him. <laughs> for those of you wondering what we're screaming about, the uh, creator of Bitcoin is the anonymous Satoshi Nakamoto uh, or allegedly a group or individual. Uh, he, he, this man just happens to have the, the, the supercomputer scientist. It happens to be Dr. Satoshi, the mm, director, actually, suspicious. the director of Riken Center for Computational Sciences. Rather, the Fugaku is designed to be accessible to users from a variety of disciplines and institutions rather than highly specialized. Uh, so there you go. Japan's, you know, moving forward with uh, some of their supercomputing uh, capabilities to tackle COVID-19. And the article goes on. It's very interesting because it talks about how society is never going to be the same. And we mm -hmm. have to we have to. Uh, account for all the different changes that are going to take place to all of society and the supercomputer is going to help us solve all those problems. So, yeah. And you know, it's an interesting, uh, combination too, when you consider that, uh, you know, so many changes, you know, during the explosion of AI and supercomputing, that's, I mean, it's been going on for a few years, but really yeah. has hit its, its peak here in the past eight months, um, and is projected to continue obviously into the future. Yeah. But now the risk of COVID and COVID, uh, related, um, I don't know, data points are going to be basically built into the core of a lot of these uh, AI public uh, public utilities. You know, AI is going to have control of so many things and obviously controlled by supercomputers until we get, uh, you know, the new fancy quantum computers in, in the mail. Um, but if you think about the basis of artificial intelligence and how it's being applied uh, to government programs, to public uh, public good type of situations, it's going to have COVID-based data points 
built in right from the beginning. And uh, more than anything, when you talk about the new normal, you know, it's one thing to have the government try to enforce some sort of new normal, uh, you know, socially, but it's an entirely different thing to have this quote unquote new normal built in the into the very fabrications of, uh, you know, the, the coding, the foundations right. of uh, artificial intelligence and supercomputing that's more and more being applied uh, to society in, in invisible ways, which is the crazy part. Yeah. You know, you can't fight against the invisible hand of the algorithms that, <laughs> you know, if you do anything online, your, your life, and it's hard to explain this to people, to people in a way that can fully be absorbed. I've, I've had uh, some conversations with various uh, baby boomers in my life recently and to really try to bring home the point that like, no, anything that hap- that you do on the internet and any device you use, all of that data is getting put into algorithms that, you know, are used to uh, manipulate your behavior in one way or another, whether that's as innocent as advertising products that it thinks you might like all the way down to guiding your behavior online and offline. And so, you know, when we talk about artificial intelligence, you know, being built on the foundations of this, quote, new normal, it's not just, you know, a fun little quirk of technology. It is a life shaping manipulative practice that uh, is really rampant right now and doesn't just affect your online life. Anything, you know, all the messages that you uh, start to receive, even subconsciously consciously through the media you uh, consume and the even down to the tailoring of your Facebook timeline, you know, being obviously uh, manipulated by algorithms to keep you on the site longer and to uh, try to uh, shape your perceptions of the world. Um, you know, that's all going to have the new normal built in. So it's it's not just a thing you can say, oh, not my new normal. I won't do that. You have no choice. It's going to be built into the subtle manipulations uh, that are, you know, that are presented to you all day, every day, especially if you, you know, interact on a smartphone somewhere. So, yeah. And it'll be like Ultron from Marvel coming to the conclusion that <laughs> humans are the virus. We must get yes, rid of the of humans. Course. All right. So uh, we got a couple more updates along these lines here. This uh, we got a couple mask updates. If you're working alone, wear a mask. The mask is not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. This is That's a, right. this is a, <laughs> it's a couple weeks old, actually a, a couple months old uh, at this point. Forbes.com coronavirus Japanese firm. I don't know what's up with Japan. They got giant robots, supercomputers. Now they got, Smart face masks that connect to phones. Ooh, good. We need that data. A Japanese startup has unveiled a smart face mask that connects to smartphones and lets users make calls remotely without speaking directly into their mobiles. Whoa. Uh, Capable of sending text messages via speech, (laughs) its developer, Donut Robotics, is marketing it as a way to remain connected during the coronavirus era. 
dubbed the C-Mask. The device fits over regular fabric-based masks. It connects to an app via Bluetooth, enabling it to transcribe speech to text messages, which are then sent via the user's smartphone. It can also translate from Japanese into eight other languages and amplify the user's voice in case they can't be heard through the mask. So there you go. The, yeah. the C-Mask, translating You'll your language. Your- your Very full babble. HUD display. You got your microphones in there. You got some, maybe some uh, real-time translations coming new because you're going to need it for this new global society. That's well, it's, it's funny because it's definitely, you know, we talk about the Tower of Babel and how the, you know, the languages got dispersed and the strange uh, attempt to bring all languages together. The ones and zeros have eradicated the barriers of language in a sense. So we're back at this Tower of Babel moment mm. and that, that the, the computer, the technology that allows communication between people that don't speak the same language. Very fascinating. And through the mask, put on the mask and you can talk to other people. Uh, yeah, easily. well, that's a, that's an, another consideration is if the mask is gadgety enough and improves your perception of life, you know, going through your day, then uh, it'll be adopted quite quickly, as we've seen with yeah. other gadgets that do similar things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. The other mask update here. If you're working alone, wear a mask. The mask is not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. And it's for your in-home activities as well. RT.com. Americans should start wearing face masks at home. Dr. Deborah Burks says. Well, the big update is that Burks is saying this. I know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Families Uh, sitting down to watch the evening news might soon have to wear face masks. If the advice of the White House coronavirus advisor, Dr. Deborah Burks, is turned into a rule as America's disjointed war on COVID-19 continues. Uh, yeah, I mean, Burks was, uh, supposedly on Trump's side with Trump really liked, liked her, but, uh, she's turned on him apparently. And now he, he tweeted out something mean about her and yeah, I guess, I guess they're all, they're all part of the, the cabal, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. You can't, she can't stray too long from, uh, the, the official message she tried, but she's been brought back into the fold. And there you go. You got to wear your mask at home. Yep. No kisses. Yep. No kisses. Uh, barely hugs. Actually, no hugs. No hugging. Yeah. Elbow touches yeah. is all you can do. And yeah, wear your mask while you're watching television at home because the television might give you Rona, you know? <laughs> well, I know some people who would agree with you. That uh, the television is the biggest spreader of the COVID uh, symptoms. So wear your goggles and masks at home watching TV. Oh yeah, what about the goggles? You gotta yeah. wear your full. Gotta wear your full uh, diving mask. Yeah, it's going to be people in their uh, deep dive underwater yeah. deep dive uh, suits there in front go. of while trying to eat dinner. How do I get this in my body? Okay. We got a 33 update as well. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. And this was uh, tweeted out by Ivanka Trump. She, and this was on August 4th, which was yesterday. Today, the Justice Department and I are announcing $35 million to 73 organizations in 33 states. 
to provide safe plus stable housing to human trafficking survivors. Oh, wow. The coronavirus pandemic has made safe and supportive housing for survivors more important than ever. So interesting play here. I'm sure this is a a 14D chess, Basil. The (laughs) the 33 signaling, but also the stable, safe housing for human trafficking survivors. Because you know they're ter- they're taking down the network, you know, one yeah. by one, nation by nation, they're all in line with the with the plan, and uh, and and you know Ivanka Trump doing the signaling there with the thirty three states. I don't know, is that a mm. counter thirty three or is that mm. a hey no bad way. guys? She's in, she's in it. She's in the club. <laughs> she's in the club um, too. Yeah, another interesting little 33 update that I experienced was uh, one of the videos. There are many videos of all different lengths, but uh, the first video that I saw of the Beirut explosion Mm. was 33 seconds long. Ooh, yeah, very interesting. I know. So, uh, speaking of the Beirut explosion, I think we just should get into it. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. It will kill. Burn it all. And nope. also, what is it? This one. <laughs> okay, everybody. Yes, we've seen we've seen the chat. We've seen it online. We've seen it everywhere. The Beirut explosion. I'm going to just, we're, we're going to lay down a base level here with BBC.com, and then there's a lot more to get into. But we'll start here. Beirut explosion port officials under house arrest as rescue efforts continue. A number of Beirut port officials are being placed under house arrest pending an investigation into Tuesday's huge explosion, Lebanon's government says. The blast killed at least 135 people and injured more than 4,000 others. A two week state of emergency has begun. President Michael Aoun said the blast was caused by 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate stored unsafely in a warehouse. Customs Chief Badri Daher said his agency called for the chemical to be removed, but this did not happen. No kidding. Uh, quote, we leave it to the experts to determine the reasons, he said. Ammonium nitrate is used as a fertilizer in agriculture Uh, in agriculture and as an explosive opening an emergency cabinet meeting on Wednesday President Ayun said quote no words can describe the horror that has hit Beirut last night turning it into a disaster stricken city specialists at the University of Sheffield in the UK estimate that the blast had about one tenth of the explosive power of the atomic bomb dropped on the Japanese city of Hiroshima during World War II and was, quote, unquestionably one of the biggest non-nuclear explosions in history. Wow. What triggered the explosion? The ammonium nitrate had reportedly been in a warehouse in Beirut port for six years after it was unloaded from a ship impounded in 2013. The head of Beirut Uh, port and the head of the customs authority both told the local media that they had written to the judiciary several times asking that the chemical be exported or sold uh, sold on to ensure port safety port general manager hassan karaitem told otv that they had been aware that the material was dangerous when a court first ordered it stored in the warehouse but not to this degree lebanon's supreme defense council 
Council has vowed that those found responsible will face the maximum punishment possible. Economy Minister Raoul Nahim or Nemi, told the BBC, quote, I think it is incompetence and really bad management, and there are a lot of responsibilities from management and probably previous governments. We do not intend, after such an explosion, to stay silent on who is responsible for what. House arrest would apply for all port officials who have handled the affairs of storing the ammonium nitrate, guarding it, and handing, handling its paperwork since June 2014, Information Minister um, Manal Abdel Samad said the ammonium nitrate arrived on a Moldovan flagged ship, the Rosas, which entered Beirut port after suffering technical problems during its voyage from Georgia to Mozambique, according to ShipArrested.com. ShipArrested.com. I should check that out, uh, which deals with shipping-related legal cases. The Rosas was inspected, banned from leaving, and was shortly afterwards abandoned by its owners, sparking several legal claims. Its cargo was stored in a port warehouse for safety reasons, the report said. Um, and then they, they, they're very sneaky on the BBC website. They kind of a phase into other articles um but let's just see what they have to say what is the oh no 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 another attempt to dodge the blame volunteers have poured onto the streets of beirut to help clear up the devastation while others have been visiting the worst affected areas in a state of shock the government has been promising a full and transparent investigation and told the military to put those responsible for storing the vast quantity of ammonium nitrate under house arrest but beirutis have been unimpressed seeing it as another attempt by the political elite to dodge the blame for disaster instead they are demanding full accountability many on social media have welcomed the generosity of those offering to help from around the world but have asked people to avoid making any donations through the government which they now regard as terminally corrupt and incompetent wow Mm. Um, then they go into the rescue efforts. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop there. Um, let's see. Well, let's do this. What is the background? The explosion comes as at a sensitive time for Lebanon with COVID-19 infections on the rise. Hospitals were already struggling to cope. Now they are faced with treating thousands of injured people. The country is also going through the worst economic crisis since 1975, through 1990 civil war and tensions were already high with street demonstrations against the government. People have to deal with daily power cuts, a lack of safe drinking water and limited public health care. Lebanon imports most of its food and large quantities of grain stored in the port have been destroyed, causing fears of widespread food insecurity to come. The future of the port itself is in doubt uh, due to the destruction caused. President Aoun announced that the government would release 100 billion lira that's about 66 million dollars of emergency funds but the impact of the blast on the economy is uh, expected to be long lasting the explosion happened close to the scene of a huge car bombing which killed former prime minister rafiq harari in 2005 a verdict in that trial of four men accused of orchestrating the attack was due on friday at a special court in the netherlands but this has been postponed until 18th of august out of respect for the victims of tuesday's blast so there you go a lot of stuff in there 
um, especially considering the background where they were having similar uh, upheaval or civil unrest due to the already corrupt government and uh, with food shortages already going on, an economic crisis plus COVID-19. We'll get into it a little more, but it sounds like a very convenient time for something like this to be happening. And those who uh, will benefit from this are those precise uh, government elites that people were protesting against right before. Yeah. You know, um, a couple things come to mind here. First off, uh, <laughs> if there was any Rona in the area, it might've been wiped out. So <laughs> if there's a, it's, you know, whatever silver lining, silver lining, literally. Uh, but yeah. the other thing is, and I know people talk about Bible prophecy and, um, especially people that listen to our show are versed in some of Bible prophecy passages and stuff. And um, I've, I've seen some people bring up uh, this as a potential connection. It's hard for me to say that this is a direct connection, but Isaiah 17 talks about the uh, uh, Damascus being in a ruinous heap. Uh, Isaiah 17, one, this is a burden against Damascus. Behold, Damascus is no longer a city. It has become a heap of ruins. That's the Berean study Bible translation. And Damascus is about, I think about 60 miles mm-hmm. from, uh, this port here. Mm, so it's not too far away, although, and again, you know, it's too far away. I think to have any kind of true, uh, one-to-one ratio type of fulfillment of any kind. Um, but yeah, it's up the coast from Sidon. And, you know, there's a lot of historical things there with, uh, if you look at uh, the Bible and it, just that general area. So, you know, it's just something to bring up. Obviously, it's not in the same location, you know, several miles yeah. away, but pretty close, fairly close yeah. to, to a lot of the, the historical things there. And, and that's number one. Number two being that uh, my suspicions always, of course, when, when this type of thing happens, is that this wasn't an accident whatsoever. <laughs> and yeah, that, I mean, uh, the timing is so specific, oh, it's, it's very especially suspicious. with the, the outcome of the, you know, the assassination of the former prime minister supposed yeah. to be announced in two days. And yeah. of course, this happens right before. Um, a couple of things to note uh, before we get into the, you know, the the theories mm-hmm. <laughs> surrounding this. Um, one of them being, you know, the in that BBC article, they mentioned that it was 0.2 percent of the power of the Hiroshima bomb. Um, yeah. I took this off of another uh, article that I do not have in front of me, but it says ammonium nitrate is mostly utilized in fertilizers. It has the RE factor of one uh, over 0.74 compared to TNT, meaning the explosion likely had a yield of two kilotons of TNT equivalent, effectively the yield of a tactical nuclear warhead. Um, And for those who don't know, tactical nuclear warheads are a very disputed weapons class uh, that... uh, has not been put in use yet, but has been under research, especially by the U.S., but also Russia and other nuclear capable countries uh, to create what's called a tactical nuclear device. Uh, and the tactical part of it, meaning uh, it's just slightly smaller than a nuke. Well, it's significantly smaller than a nuke, but um, 
you know, can be packaged in a very small package and is used for much more tactical, precise strikes rather than, you know, totally incinerating a 50 mile radius. You can, uh, you know, have a, a much smaller blast area, but you're able to take out more specific targets without harming you know, without turning uh, 50 miles of the Lebanon countryside into a glass parking lot. Right. Um, so that was suspicious. Now, with tactical nukes in general, uh, they're very disputed within those, you know, in with the power to dispute them, because the danger is if you have a tactical nuclear warhead uh, that, you know, is a little bit more contained and you can be a little bit more precise with the destruction, the temptation to actually use it would be much higher Uh and, you know, in a world where we're trying to avoid any sort of nuclear conflict, because that can escalate quite quickly, uh, the the debate about whether to use nuclear tactical or sorry, tactical nuclear weapons, um, you know, rages on because uh, part of it is considered a very slippery slope where once you, you know, use one tactical nuclear warhead, it's just you know, the, the, you go back and forth in, in responses, they're just going to get more and more powerful. And that'll eventually lead to, you know, conventional nuclear uh, missiles being used. Right. Um, so that was one aspect of this that was, uh, I don't know, just kind of strange. Um, the other one being, I mean, that ammonium nitrate, obviously being very suspiciously parked there in the warehouse for six or seven years uh, after being uh, confiscated, you know, off of that ship that was abandoned. And, you know, 3000 tons of ammonium nitrate and a ship and everything being abandoned by its former owners is suspicious in its own right. You know, oh, shoot, how are we going to get all these explosives into Lebanon? Well, we'll just bring it there and they'll take it away from us. And there it is. It's right where we wanted it to be, uh, being a possible uh, issue, you know, or a possible theory connected to this. Um, and I'm sure there will be some more stuff uncovered. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Oh, and what was not mentioned in the BBC article, but was mentioned other places, and you can actually see it in the video, was allegedly uh, the fire started in a in a warehouse or the warehouse that was uh, storing a big cache of fireworks. So you can see in the videos, it starts out as a firework warehouse party, and there's actually fireworks going off uh, for a while. And you can see, you know, the explosions of different colors and the sort of streamies and sparklies of, you know, very obviously fireworks, uh, which then led to the ammonium nitrate being uh, ignited. Uh, an interesting thing about ammonium nitrate, it is not very combustible on its own. It's, um, you know, if you just have pure ammonium nitrate, you don't get the type of explosion that you would be looking for if you are using it for explosive purposes. Uh, ammonium nitrate actually needs to be mixed with some sort of fuel uh, to make it explosive and not just simply flammable. 
Um, so that brings up questions, you know, did, did the ammonium nitrate get mixed with some sort of fuel in the firework fire or was it pre-mixed in a way that, you know, maybe it, that's why it was confiscated because it was obviously for explosive purposes. Oh, he froze. He's talking too much. <laughs> Are you still there? Uh Oh, Basil froze again. This is happening every single episode. That we've done in the last, I don't know, a few weeks here, or a few few episodes anyway. Hello? Hi. That's is happening way too often. Yeah, it's usually when you go on long rants. Where did you lose My, me? Uh, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds ago. Well, what did I say? I what was, was not paying attention anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You were going on like point number six or something. Did I I talk about the ammonium nitrate and the mixtures required? Yeah, you were. I think you were talking about that. Um, Okay. So I'll finish it up real quick. Give me your video. Let me just finish it up. Okay. Give me video. Oh, give you video. Okay. I'll give you video. I'll give you video. Here's some video. There he is. Um, Okay. So shoot. I don't know where I got dropped off, but the point being that ammonium nitrate needs a mixture of some sort of fuel to become explosive in the way that we see it here and whether or not that, uh, you know, mixture, some other type of fuel had to get mixed in or else we would not have seen that type of explosion, whether or not, you know, the fireworks fire, brought in you know maybe contaminated the ammonium nitrate in the process of the fire or it was pre-mixed and maybe that's why it was confiscated by the government um you know there's a lot of questions regarding you know what where did the mixture of fuel into the ammonium nitrate happen to cause it to be the explosive weapon that it was and then one last uh, observation with the fireworks Part of it was I just mentioned how I watched uh, V for Vendetta the other day, which, you know, there is some talk on the Canary Cry community about how V for Vendetta is chock full of Gnostic and mystery religion uh, type of stuff. And I get that. It's a Hollywood movie. I'm not saying build a religion around it. I'm just saying I watched it Um, (laughs) and has some eerie connections to what's going on now. But within V for Vendetta, every time uh, the guy V, uh, the main character, would blow something up, mostly government buildings, he would also set off fireworks within the explosion. Mm -hmm. So it had a weird connection to the movie that I just, you know, went on a rant about before, um, you know, mixing a very harmful explosion with fireworks as sort of a messaging uh, of, you know, in V for Vendetta's case, it was supposed to be a celebration of the destruction of government buildings. And uh, it's just very odd to then have a giant explosion mixed with fireworks in one of the most explosive non-nuclear instances in history. Yep. And uh, people were pointing out in the chat and also should mention it happened to be Barack Obama's birthday yesterday. August 4th, 1961. That's not going to help anything. No, it's not. And, And also, just to add mystery to the whole thing, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the nukes that were dropped in Japan, 1945, August 6th and 9th. So something, something about this week seems to be a particular liking for those uh, into you know some kind of numerological alignment with this yeah. type of event. Um, just to point out. 
you and you gotta know that uh, the the Lebanese people are definitely not buying this official story no. given the the mistrust of their government they already had and the economic troubles and everything and coming up on the uh the justice being served for the assassination of their previous prime minister uh, and suddenly this happens it's it's right. you know and it's a it's suspicious time for the Lebanese people and it, i th- i think uh, I don't know if you read it in the article, but somebody, uh, maybe it was the Lebanese, um, uh, was the prime minister there? Somebody said that it, w- <laughs> that it was an attack. And also, President Trump also suggested that it was an attack. Yeah, and but of course, uh, <laughs> what? Someone, someone in the Facebook chat, in all caps, so I, I don't know if they're being satirical or not, but they say, Quit being so quick to find a conspiracy. The prime minister has said it was a major F up on the part of the harbor. Oh, well, if the prime minister says it, then it must be true. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, there you go. They got people in custody too, uh, the port officials or whatever in custody. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that should definitely give away some of the, uh, uh, what might be going on here. I think the New York times published a headline that said, uh, you know, calling it an attack is very hasty, you know, Trump bad, you know, <laughs> sure. so there, there's one point of, uh, uh, reference there, but also, yeah, let's get, get to the, uh, the theory here that this was something of a do a directed energy weapon. And, sure. and, you know, there are people showing the footage and, uh, you know, I, it's hard to say because if you slow down the footage, there's different angles and stuff. There is a large flash that seems to come in like a column, uh, right before the big explosion. Uh, but it could just be a firework, right? But that, that's the thing. There's a little bit of plausible deniability with fireworks there as a, as a convenient thing to, to have been this, you know, the reason for the fire to begin with. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I wanted to look into some of the official documentation that's out there on uh, directed energy weapons, or at least publicly in the military and stuff. And <laughs> what I found was pretty interesting because I hadn't visited the Lockheed Martin website in a while, but they have a whole page here, LockheedMartin.com, Capabilities, Directed Energy. And the, the title of this little page here, New Age Threats Require New Age Defenses. And Ooh. remember, remember what, uh, what Trump said, uh, if I can find the, the jingle, where is it? We will launch a new age. Right? So obviously, oh new age threats, new age defenses. Oh, we're going to launch the new age. We're launching the new age, right? Oh, okay. And, and on this code. website, again, this is Lockheed Martin. Directed energy technology has advanced from the lab and is now ready for the field. Uh, laser weapons provide the advantage of speed, flexibility, precision, and lower cost per engagement that are only possible with lasers. Directed energy operates as a force multiplier, enabling the warfighter to counter a growing range of emerging threats. And here's the big one. Invisible, uh, invisible detection, surprise engagement. And of course, the footage here is uh, an airplane, you know, just kind of shooting down the beam on a car. The car has no idea. And now you got a big old hole in the car from the directed energy weapon. Yeah. But and that's sort of the, the public uh, consumption uh, of, of this type of technology, how it's how it's used. 
But if we're talking about, you know, other higher up things on the, uh, the firmament there, uh, it's possible that they are uh, very much capable of doing something like this, knowing that there's something of uh, uh, some, some uh, uh, what was it? Ammonium nitrate that's been sitting there allegedly for six years without any kind of protection or any plan to get rid of it next to a mm-hmm. firework building or whatever. Just right. very, very convenient to have all of this there uh, and, and very easy to have somebody that's invisible or a group of people invisibly engaging in some kind of attack where you can just heat up the area until it goes boom. Uh, yeah. The website here continues on in the air, land or sea covert capabilities of the laser enable cause and effect without visual signs of detection. Ooh, wow. So, I mean, it's telling us right here on the basically bragging how you can (laughs) set off chaos and fires and explosions and nobody will know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will know. And you can do it without detection. Uh, Revolutionary technology, deep magazine, low cost per engagement, light of uh, speed of light delivery, adaptive optics, beam control. Again, this is all the public stuff. Yeah. And uh, so that when I think about what this possibly could be, we talked about weather weapons in the last episode and how weather warfare is, has probably been happening for a while now in terms of changing the atmosphere, changing storms. And, and, you know, even if it's not a direct control type of thing, at least to mess it up or at least change things to affect things. And now we've been, even the nine 11 attacks, people have been suspicious about, Hey, was this some kind of directed energy weaponry? When you have cars on the streets, uh, right after the attacks, half the car is completely singed and the other half is totally fine. Right. Well, what happened here? You know, and if it wasn't some kind of directed energy situation, um, you know, I was going to pull up the footage from 2001 where a reporter, maybe it was a little later, maybe it was like 2002. There was a reporter that asked, uh, I think it was the secretary of defense at the time, if they had these. Uh, weapons, these these advanced weaponry that could have been used or deployed for 9-11. And he kind of looked very uncomfortable, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're still in the stages of development and we wouldn't we wouldn't unleash that type of technology without uh, without knowing its capabilities. And da-da-da-da. he kind of, you know, danced around it. Right. But uh, interesting to think back to, because, you know, those were the days when at the very least you can these journalists can ask like legitimate questions or what appear to be a little more legitimate questions than today. Uh, and today you're just not going to get that kind of anything in, in any right. kind of uh, press conference with a, a president or any kind of a political leader. But, you know, just, just keeping in mind that this is a very uh, capable type of technology and could very well be responsible for what we saw in Beirut and, um, you know, prayers out to those people that are, that are without homes, 300,000 people homeless. And yeah. I think they, I think it's under a hundred, the, the death count, but I'm sure they're going to find more and, you know, all that footage. And, and, you know, this is the other thing that's really fascinating about this event is that there's a lot of footage all over the internet. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of nine 11, uh, much less so, but you know, you had, you just happened to have a number of people with cameras pointing in that direction. Um, now, of course, 20 years later, 19 years later, many more cameras, everybody yeah, has. More. So there is angles on angles on angles <laughs> of this stuff. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah. 
Um, do you got the bride one? That one was very interesting. Yeah, I was just as an artistic thing to show here. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. This is the after. I'm showing the aftermath. It's very apocalyptic. I mean, just yeah. literally any kind of apocalyptic movie, uh, if, if they're planning on filming it, they should just go to Beirut and film it. Because, <laughs> oh, I mean, the, they have it here, the real life thing. Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, just cars flipped over, the whole deal. Let me try to find the bride one. But But go ahead. You were saying something else there about oh the situation i don't remember cameras. yeah no oh with the camera yeah i mean it's just surprising how many angles of the actual explosion there were but now you know you keep in mind that there was uh there was a big fire beforehand so it makes sense people were busting out their cameras to to film it well that's that's the I, thing that's what's weird though you know like it's almost like egging people to film it you know, like have this fire burst out, egg people to, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in general, people a, are going to film it. If there's a giant fire, you're going to film it if you can see it. Um, yeah, I did see some screen grabs, uh, some screenshots. People were trying to say that there were some jets that flew overhead and there were some flying things that looked Photoshopped to me. But I don't know. I haven't done any uh forensics on it yet but in any of the videos i was unable i watched maybe about a dozen different videos um and i could not see the jets fly over so i don't know if you saw one like that but no i didn't see any jets although it's i mean again they don't have to be directly above it that's the thing they can kind of be in range that's what i was saying like (laughs) it just didn't just didn't make sense but right so here's uh, you got yeah, I'm showing the footage here of the the wedding or the yeah the wedding photos. It's you know the, the camera moving in a close up shot on the bride uh, doing a sweeping shot of the dress, and all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, uh, cameraman very, runs to a wall. Very dramatic, and, uh, very dramatic. It was sort of a poetic uh, image of it, but pretty incredible sight. Um, to see just how quickly you know, it was in a in a millisecond, it went from a normal peaceful day to suddenly everything all windows blown out buildings collapsing just total chaos in the blink of an eye yeah yeah and then i guess i'm um, looking here uh, i just mentioned how that uh, death toll is under 100 apparently it's 135 now so i'm sure we're going to get a lot more yeah it's going to continue to rise yeah uh, as these things do as they find more uh casualties and things like that and yeah. people and who are the injured other- the other weird timing thing with the whole thing, and you were talking about V for Vendetta, I was watching more of the Travelers that I talked about in the last episode, and I'm I'm halfway through the final season that they have there, season three, and yeah, nukes going off, you know, big explosions going off everywhere. Yeah. I was just watching that yesterday, and then I flip on Twitter, and then actual explosions going off, just weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of the theory here that that uh, again, no hard evidence, and that's the thing. You can't have hard evidence that it was a directed energy weapon. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the whole point, yeah. you know, but to, uh, I don't think it's completely out of the question to wonder and, and wonder at a level that's not just crazy conspiracy theory, but at a level that's like, okay, they're very capable of doing something like this. And, um, so yeah, happy birthday, Barack, I guess. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, given the timing we have today, gone, should we take a little break? Let's do a quick break and we'll, uh, we got a couple more stories. Break time.
All right, everybody, don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a quick break to thank some of our producers and followers. But after the break, we've uh, got some COVID psyop talk, uh, some uh, some more dealing with conspiracy theorists. Uh, uh, what is the what is the word I'm looking for? Um, literature going out to the masses. <laughs> also, a little little update on the TikTok issue. Obviously, a big national security issue. Um, and then, uh, if we get to it, we might have to save the George Floyd stuff uh, till Friday, depending on what the time looks like. But let's uh, we'll go quick here and make it work. All right, you ready? Yep, let's do it. New new Twitchers. A new Twitchers. Here we go. Big thank you to the people who follow us on Twitch. Uh, because we request it and it helps us out more than uh, following us on YouTube or any other place. So we want to thank these people. So gosh, <laughs> the drama continues with our new Twitch follower, Basil's actual wife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, people the, just the never making... ending soap opera. That is yeah. the Twitch I like chat. how you, I like how you kind of stay out of it too. You let them, you're like oh, this just, evil genius that allows people to kill each other. I, I'm doing a show. I'm working. I can't engage <laughs> with such madness while I'm working. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so Basil's actual wife. Wow, I did not know. Uh, I don't know who you are, but <laughs> they just for said being that's here. right, honey, in the chat. Oh gosh! Um, it's and just kind of uh, to give some context for those who don't watch live. You know, we still have thousands of people who listen to the podcast version. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when in the Twitch chat, it's not just the the fight over my heart and my uh, you know my wedded bliss <laughs> physical that property. Yes, <laughs> that happens every show. Of course, that also happens. Uh, but, you know, of course, we have William Steele. We got Creepy Uncle Joe. We got Bill Gates or no, Jeff Bezos, RFID chips for sale. You know, we have a lot of famous people who follow us on Twitch. And I love it because every show in the Twitch chat, it's like, you know, everybody's playing the role of their name. Flippy bots cooking people burgers all show. Uh, Bill Gates keeps trying to sell everybody vaccines. It's just, <laughs> it's a whole nother experience, a whole nother layer. Uh, it's like a gamified role playing layer that happens right underneath the show. That is, uh, it can be quite distracting at times, but it's. <laughs> It's it's fun. Oh, gosh. Jay Vela, one of our talented uh, artist producers, says, Basil can't have any scandals. You never know. He might want to run for mayor or governor one day. Can't have scandals. That's right. <laughs> People That's are going right. to pull up the, the Canary Cry chat. You had multiple <laughs> wives at one point. Yes. And, of course, William Steele talking about how he's going to go steal more jewels. Okay. <laughs> moving on to thank more people. Uh, Dayuna, Dayun's Lover. Okay, thanks for following us. We got expat in Palawan. Ooh. Cool. Eye Fisher. Eye Fisher Surrender Radio. Interesting. Thanks for being here. Condly. That's right. Uh, Shoe Fly. I am Wilst. Okay. Or Will Street? Wilst? Uh, until he returns. Until he returns. Like it. Good name. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's the last one. I don't know. Did I read Limanzadegi? 
No, I don't know. There you go. I, I can't keep Slamon up with these Zadegi names. And uh, C.M. Orve's Camorve. All right. There we go. Oh, one more. It is time for change. Booyah. There we go. Thank you to all of our new Twitch followers. It helps out uh, quite a bit. And uh, if you're not already doing it, we would request that um, more people watch live on Twitch. That helps us reach our goals and uh, helps the algorithms quite a bit. A couple new followers just at the last second here. Uh Uh-oh. One's touch my Twitch. That's inappropriate. Uh, But thank you for following. And also latest 1980. Was that first one name? Yes, that was a name. (laughs) I wasn't sure. It was like a sentence. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Now we want to take a second and thank our producers for this show. New producers coming in. And just to remind everybody, we go off of the value for value model, which means uh, we made a commitment long ago not to consider the listeners uh, of this show to be commodities for us to sell to advertising agencies uh, to, you know, line our own pockets that way. It's it's a very popular uh, way to fund podcasts nowadays uh, but unfortunately what it does is it motivates uh, content creators and podcasters to consider their listeners as products that they can then turn around and sell to advertisers for their own personal gain and we get it you know you got to figure out how to pay the bills somehow um, but you know considering you guys commodities and just a number that we can turn around and sell to an advertiser we just couldn't get on board with that you know the the advertising model is uh, Uh, part and parcel with a lot of the uh, problems not just with the internet with but with the world Um, very manipulative way to uh, you know have money change hands and you know, consider other human beings, children of God, as a uh, piece of property that they, you know, they, you guys give us your trust, you give us your attention, and to turn around and sell that to somebody else just seems wrong. So what we do is we do the value for value model, where we put out the show, we do it often, and we do it well, and then you have the opportunity to put some value back into the show if you are getting any value out of what we do. Um, and not only does it help. Uh, feed Gonza's kids and help feed my cats, but it also lets us know that uh, we're creating some actual value in this world, which uh, feel feels pretty good. And so you have an opportunity to take some uh, ownership because this is the real world, folks. If you uh, help support the show financially, you're not just a donor; you are a producer of the show. That's how that's this is real life. Okay, we ain't playing no board game here. We're we're not just some kids who are. Uh, You know, I don't know what I'm getting at here. We're not LARPing. (laughs) This is the real world. So thank you very much to our new producers. And uh, first, I'm going to start over here on patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Patreon.com slash CCNT. And we got a, a nice, generous new producer, but their Patreon name is literally blank. Like there's no letters or words at all. I didn't. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know I what's know, it's going mysterious. on. Mysterious. It's very yes, mysterious. It's the most mysterious thing I've ever seen. I have no name to attach to this producer, but we have an anonymous producer. Thank you very much for your generosity and uh, helping out the show. It means a lot 
And then uh, over on patreon.com slash canarycryradio, um, as of two seconds ago, there was uh, no new producers over there. I'm going to refresh it real quick. But here's the thing. Uh Patreon.com slash CCNT is the easiest way to uh, join up and help us out uh, and, you know, become a producer, take some ownership over your own media consumption. But we also, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like Patreon. Patreon's kind of getting into some hot water recently as well. So a great option is to go to CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash <laughs> An observant person in the chat says, you know, you need to help support the many wives of Basil. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get in trouble. Uh, I know. Those guys, so you know, people are going to rattle their rattle someone's cage and, and they're going to start <laughs> listening and they're going to be like, what, what, are, what are they? Why? Why does uh, why is Basil into polygamy there? Why does he have like 50 different wives? As if fighting I needed for each other? any other reasons to be criticized. Um, so, yes, Patreon. Uh, no, 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 no. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is another great way to become a producer. We've got PayPal options, monthly subscriptions, as well as one time donations in any amount, you know, if commitment's not your thing, um, which apparently it is mine with all these wives I apparently have committed to. <laughs> You're very committed um, to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Overcommitted. Uh, but, uh, oh, and there's also cryptocurrency options. Gons, who has come in on the PayPal? Uh, we have a few new producers from PayPal. We have Laura that came in. Thank you, Yay, producer thank Laura. You, and also Ciara. So thank you, Ciara. Ciara, thank you very much, Ciara. And uh, we have a new uh, monthly supporter from Penny. Thank you, Penny. Uh, thank you, Penny. And uh, Penny also sent us a quick note. And uh, let's see. Uh, they they said, I'm enjoying your new format since you've changed from the 30-minute version to the no agenda value for value model. And uh, they say that they've listened to no agenda from pra practically the beginning, having only donated once, uh, mostly because uh, they said, I try to support the Christian content creators. And uh, they also said, I have also listened to your show, Canary Cry Radio, since the first episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I heard Gon's- uh, Got an old timer. Yeah. Give his first interview on The View from the Bunker with Derek Gilbert. That was Ooh. a long time ago, 2011. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, so he felt moved to support now because we have been very regular in our show days. And it's obvious how hard we are working. And he says, yeah, or he or well, she, good. I can't tell. I'm glad I that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> they said, thank you. Uh, I have often wished there was a Christian version of the No Agenda show, and you're filling the gap. Yay. So there you go. That's what we're going for. I'm happy yeah, about that. Yeah. So thank you, Penny, for your support and your producership. And uh, those are all the uh, people coming in uh, on PayPal as of today. Okay. And um, we did get some snail mail. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. We do have a P.O. box if anybody's interested. Uh, Gons, I don't know if you want to read that out loud or we should just put it on the web. It is on the website uh, at canarycryradio.com slash support. Uh, yes. But sometimes people send us little gifts and uh, fun crafts that they've made and write us letters and occasionally a check or two. Um, but... 
this was also some fun mail. Yeah, we got uh, an envelope from Old Two Box. Yes, and, uh, Old Two Box. I've seen them in the uh, in the Twitch chat or the YouTube chat somewhere. Yeah. Um, so they've they've been around. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, it's really interesting how some people send checks and other people send cash. This was one yeah. of those situations where they just sent some cash. That's in the mail. That's which is, always uh, fun. We love cash in the mail. <laughs> It was, it was kind of, I felt like I was uh, receiving a drug deal or something. <laughs> uh, open the envelope. I'm oh, okay. Well, all right. Here, yes, let's uh, get in the car, child. Very generous, um, uh, very generous uh, producership from Old Two Box. And uh, Old Two Box, if you're listening, look out for an email. Yes. And uh, they came with a piece of art, a drawing, cat-like readiness. It's a picture of a kitty. With a cross necklace and a katana. So ah, yes. there's that. And uh, he also gave us a handwritten note uh, talking about, uh, it's, uh, let's see, uh, what a razzle frazzle, devil's dazed we be stuck in the middle of, deceived us received, but redemption is nigh, so feel relieved. Stay focused, guns, eyes wide open, basil, age of deceit, I was my first. UFO, fallen angel, giants, etc. And ten years later, I think we're here. We are here. I think. Uh, yeah, there doesn't need to be a big show like Blue Bean, but only the usual suspects of politicians, celebs, and control over social media stuff steers what appears popular. Let's all pray for the uncovering of evil and an opportunity to show and tell the whole truth. And so, uh, thank you, Old Two Box. Uh, yes, I think Old Two generous. Box. Uh, does not want to be knighted, but we might knight you in the future. We here. might knight you anyways. Well, yeah. again, look out for that email. Yeah. Um, Gons, I'm on the stream right now. I don't see anything up. We just got our very nice uh, yep. art. Uh, yep. Okay. Just Break checking. time. Break time. Just Break time. Oh, we, we don't have our faces on the break I gotta, time? Well, I got to take off my mask. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to clean off your googly eyes. Okay. Okay. um damn sounds good so now if in case you're wondering since we have to wrap this up holy smokes um we also have other uh producers there's other ways to produce the show one way is creating art uh that we can show here on the live stream also post in uh, facebook's feeds and the website and show notes and newsletters all sorts of good stuff and uh, i think we can do a couple here and we'll save a couple for next show what do you say uh i actually have all of them ready to go so i mean okay. we can just run if through them real quick it, let's do it so first we have melting man and this was by barbara so thank you barbara it's uh it's it looks like a hand-drawn or hand-drawn they're all hand-drawn but uh pencil uh drawn human leaned over in kind of a crouch position and their whole back is burning up. And I yes. think, uh, and she the, sent us a message. Email. Yeah. yeah. You got the email there. I don't have it in front of me, oh, but yeah, she, they mentioned in the email that, uh, this person is not on fire. They are dissolving into the ether because right. of all of the, uh, the nonsense being presented to them. Right. Um, so yes, very good. Very powerful imagery. Yes, and we also got another one. Thank you for that, Barbara. And we got another one from Patrick is a monkey, or at least Patrick is a monkey's wife. One hundred percent sure. <laughs> but uh, we got the note, and basically, uh, this was a drawing of Quilty, 
Flippy's oh, yes. grandma. <laughs> and I remember the email. Sorry, I don't have it open in front of me right now. But they explained how uh, a while back there came, uh, you know, they're, they're a quilter, very into quilting. And a while back, a quilting robot came out that's, you know, people started using instead of hand quilting. And uh, she's fighting or they're fighting the good fight against quilty. <laughs> Flippy's grandma <laughs> is a, a computerized long arm quilt machine and then uh, so you've got uh, you've a got sewing a, machine a, a grandma uh, flippy sewing machine making a quilt and then over in the corner you've got little old rascal flippy uh, who says he's social distancing from his grandma there <laughs> and uh, if I recall I can't quite read the hat are you able to read the hat on the, oh, the version yeah, you have there they, uh, they on, said something specifically in. about we need to read the hat yeah, hold on. Let me let me try to zoom in here, and uh, let's see. I couldn't read it over the stream quality, so if you have it right in front of you, you should read it to us. Uh, science Sci- is truth. Science is truth. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Flippy's a Fauci fan. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I enjoyed right. that very much. Thank yes. you. Uh, who is that again? That is Patrick is a monkey's wife. Okay. I think. And yeah, they, they have great. another one. We'll show in, in another episode here. Uh, we also got one from, of course, Ali uh, sent us a bunch. Ah, yes. Uh, we'll show this one here. This one is another flippy one. Flippy in 2033. Ooh. And, oh, uh, yes. Very creepy. <laughs> super <laughs> this creepy. This was in, in reference to uh, last episode where we uh, reported on Ford's uh, delivery robot with backwards knees um, and the cat who was in a fire and got the cybernetic legs. Yeah. So we've got this creepy flippy uh, with 666 on his forehead. Oh, Mark yeah. of the Beast flippy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got the little cybernetic, not cybernetic, cyborg cat on the yeah. table there. And then, of course, course under the table is uh, a real cat that looks very very much like uh, the new monty three in the house here uh, attacking the spider that was the one that uh, gave you your spider yeah, bite bit last my leg. episode yeah uh also this robot has a flippy hand one of his hands is uh is oh a, yes is a one's a spatula a spatula <laughs> yeah so <laughs> gotta look at the details you know these hand-drawn mm-hmm. pictures they really they it's really very get to good that. i like it and we did get uh, a, a a number of um, good pieces from Allie. We're going to save some for next episode. Yes. Strictly for time reasons. But thank you very much, Allie. Yes, thank you, Always Allie. Always a pleasure. And uh, one more here. Always always good coming from Godspeed. This is another Canary Cry saga. Ah, yes, the new uh, Canary Cry uh, comic book. Yes. This is great. Canary Cry saga. He was once a samurai who chose to no longer serve his earthly master and chose to serve his heavenly master. There's great animation or illustration of Gons as a Ronin. It's Ronin Gons. A little speech bubble here. I'm no longer a slave to either man nor sin. I'm only a slave now to righteousness. Very cool. Uh, Very accurate body composition <laughs> of course yes he's got the the uh inhumanly muscular body just like gons in real life yes uh, he's very happy to finally have an accurate uh illustration <laughs> yes all of his hard work all my hard work paying off in comic book form so thank you godspeed this is amazing i always love these uh canary cry saga 
uh, covers. They look fantastic. I mean, it looks like it can literally be a real, real comic book. Uh, uh, yeah, all of them could. All of the all of his work is really, really cool. So uh, make sure to check out the artwork. We'll put a bunch up on the Facebook. We'll put some uh, on CanaryCryNewsTalk.com. Check out the show notes. Um, you can. Uh, everybody needs to get some eyes on these pieces of art. Yes. Um, very, very good. Cool. We also okay. have, uh, oh. we got to do, we got to do a couple of these. We have a couple oh jingles. I know we're taking forever, but this is a big <laughs> okay. one. We got jingles that came in. We got one that came in a while ago. I didn't get to this one. It was, uh, uh, it was in, in the Google drive that I had problems accessing, but I got to it. Okay. It was from Jimmy. He did a Nephilim update old film style. So here's that. Okay. <laughs> kind of quiet but i think people can oh, that's hear. good i like it that's fun yeah so there's that and uh so thank you jimmy for that one i like it i like the old style kind of old film feel and then jesse sent us the googly eyes theme and um th- this is a throwback for me i don't know if you're around in the early 90s basil listening to some hip-hop but uh he took one of the old uh hip-hop classics and inserted a clip from you, and we have this masterpiece here. You got big googly eyes on. I like them round and big. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And thank you for, yes, speeding up and slowing down different portions of that song. Hopefully we will not get a copyright strike. I don't think we will for that one. (laughs) I got big googly eyes on. I like, like them round, nice round and big. big. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that's very good. All right. Um, that's it. Let's see. Real quick, before we jump back into the show, Annie Onemis in Twitch chat says uh, their wife is going to make us some blankets, guns. Ooh. So we got to tell them our favorite colors. Uh, oh. Send us an email. Email us at uh, canarycryradio at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to give you our favorite colors. You don't want to tell okay. them of the air because yours back is- Back to the sh- what? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Let's go I'm back. trying to get this show going. <laughs> I know. I'm let's sorry. wake up, Gons. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Okay, right. we're gonna start out here. We're just gonna run pretty quickly through the next couple stories because Gons, you've uh, got to go somewhere. I'm um, yeah. over here on CNN.com, and the uh, the article is titled "COVID-19 Conspiracy Theories: Six Tips on How to Engage Anti-Vaxxers." That's right. Okay, we uh, we think it's important. That why do we read this type of stuff? We think it's important to keep an eye on how uh, you know people with differing views than the than the official stories are being portrayed in the media, not just for fun or self self-deprecation but because uh we need to know what the you know people are being told about the you know the fringy type people and uh you know they're they cnn has been giving people lessons as well as vice and other places on how to interact with those crazy people who uh don't believe what they hear on the news and this is a and- just to mention, this is in the health section of CNN, by the way. <laughs> and the last update was on 3.22 a.m. 
Mm, oh, three, two, two, ooh, skull and wow. bones. This morning, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, skull and bones. 3.22 a.m. Yeah. We're on to you. We're on to you, CNN Health. Yeah. The article reads, with prospects of COVID-19 vaccine looking up, attention is also turning to the problem of anti-vax ideas. According to a recent survey, one in six Britons would refuse a COVID-19 vaccine when it comes available. Although vaccine hesitancy is a complex problem with multiple causes, the number of conspiracy theories circulating about the coronavirus do not help. The fight against COVID-19 related conspiracy theories will be fought on multiple fronts. It requires a broad public health campaign and for social media companies to control the spread of disinformation. But all of us can play a part in this effort. Most people will know someone who has succumbed to conspiracy theories about the current crisis. We have succumbed. I have been researching conspiracy theories for over two decades and have spoken to many believers. Here are the six rules I use for talking to conspiracy theorists in the effort to change their mind. Here you go. Keep an eye out. See if uh, you can spot anybody using these tactics on you. Acknowledge the scale of the task. Talking to people who endorse conspiracy theories is inherently difficult. Simply laying out evidence or pointing out logical contradictions in the conspiracist argument is seldom enough. Conspiracy theories are, by definition, irrefutable. Hmm, I don't know about that, but okay. Yeah, okay. Lack of evidence of a conspiracy or positive proof against its existence is taken by believers as evidence of the craftiness of those behind the plot and their ability to dupe the public. So arm yourself with patience and be prepared to fail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tip number one, go be ahead and fail. fail. <laughs> Just fail at your attempt yeah, to convince you know, them. And it's interesting because of course, you know, Yes, the the origins of quote unquote evidence need to, you know, are one of the biggest things to take into question. Yeah. You know, if if somebody is coming at you with a, an official story, it kind of like the person in the Facebook chat today who said, well, the prime minister said it was this. So why are you being a conspiracy theorist? Well, exactly because the prime minister said that he has yeah, nothing, a, nothing but gain to get from convincing people of the, of the official story. Yeah. It's a so, question it, of epistemology. Right. Look, look that up if you're, don't know what that is, but yeah. It's the okay. Number two, knowledge. Recognize the emotional dimension. Conspiracy Ooh. theories seduce not so much through the power of argument, but through the intensity of passions that they stir. Underpinning conspiracy theories are feelings of resentment, indignation, and disenchantment about the world. They are stories about good and evil as much as they are about what is true. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that too much. This gives conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yes, it is a story about yeah. good and evil. You know, it's funny. It's kind of like uh, his argument against them is is our good arguments for them. You know? Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, go on. All right, this gives conspiracy theories a strong emotional dimension. Tempers can flare and conversations turn into a shouting match. It is important to prevent this from happening. Be prepared to de-escalate the situation and keep the dialogue going without necessarily giving ground. Ooh, okay, cool. All right. Number yeah. three, find out what they actually believe. Before trying to persuade someone, find out the nature and content of his beliefs. Of course, it has to be a his. Yeah, his. It's sexist. There's yeah, female sexist. conspiracy theorists. Yeah, canceled. When it comes... Cancel yeah. this author. 
<laughs> when it comes to conspiracy theories, the world is not divided into believers and skeptics. There's a lot in between. I'll agree with that. A minority of committed believers treat conspiracy theories as the literal truth and are particularly resistant to persuasion. Many others might not see themselves as believers, but are willing to accept that conspiracy theorists might be onto something and are at least asking the right questions. Establishing the precise nature and extent of someone's belief will enable you to better tailor your response tailor your response also try and find out what specific conspiracy theory they endorse is it 5g or bill gates that they think is behind the coronavirus or both what videos or website sites have they looked at once you find out gather as much disconfirming evidence as you can from credible sources <laughs> including multiple independent fact-checking websites okay <laughs> yeah this is not going to work for this person no, no it's not background research will help you focus the discussion on the substance of the claims never question someone's intelligence or moral sense as this is the quickest way to end a conversation that is true very uh very insightful of you establish common ground one of the main problems with conspiracy theories is that they are not confined to tinfoil hat wearing kooks or political extremists in times of crisis and uncertainty they can contaminate the worldview of otherwise reasonable people Oh, so they're admitting that we're reasonable. That's good to know. Conspiracy theories make reality seem less chaotic and tap into broader, often well-grounded concerns about the world, such as the concentration of financial and political power. Yeah. Mass surveillance. Yeah. Inequality or lack of political transparency. Yeah. Of course. Okay, great. So when talking about conspiracy theories, start by acknowledging these broader concerns and restrict your discussion to whether conspiracy theories can provide an adequate or meaningful answer. Okay. I feel All like right. I would do okay in a conversation with somebody using <clears throat> these tactics so far. Many people come to conspiracy theories through genuine, albeit misguided, curiosity about how to make sense of the world. They sometimes see themselves as healthy skeptics and self-taught researchers into complex issues. Avoid criticizing or mocking this. Instead, present it as something that, in principle, you value and share. Yeah, good. You should value and share that. That's the whole point. Your aim, after all, is not to make them less curious or skeptical, but to change what they are curious about or skeptical of. Ooh, we must change them. Conspiracy theories often sound convincing because they start with the detailed exposition of credible scientific or historical facts. The problem is these facts and arguments lead to extraordinary conclusions. The kernels of truth on which conspiracy theories are based are solid starting point for a discussion. Agreement on at least some of these facts will allow you to focus on the leap of imagination that allows two and two make five. You know, it's interesting. You could almost just change the title of this article to say how to talk to your mainstream media obsessed and brainwashed <laughs> friends. Yeah. It's like almost the exact opposite. Uh, or you could switch those roles rather easily. Number five, challenge the facts, value their argument. Debunking conspiracy theories requires two pronged approach. The first involves challenging evidence and its origins. Again, that's what we would do if talking to a non-conspiracy uh, person. Address specific claims and discuss what cons constitutes a credible source. Okay, check. Offer to look at the evidence together, including on fact-checking websites. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
if you are talking to a staunch believer, he probably, he again, ah, so sexist. Yeah. He probably won't even engage with you on this, but if he has not yet fallen down the rabbit hole, he might. And this might lead him <laughs> to start questioning his views. Come on. Uh, I'm sorry, all of our uh, female listeners. You're being taken for granted here. The second approach involves challenging the relevance and value of the conspiracist case more generally. You may want to point out throughout history, conspiracy theories have come up short. What? Mm, there's also some historical no, conspiracy like... <laughs> theories that continually prove themselves to be true. But A okay. lot of history I mean, is built like we on were talking about. It's not like we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein in 2015 being called crazy, <clears throat> but moving on. For instance, the longstanding claims by AIDS denialists that antiretroviral drugs are more harmful than HIV were not only disproven, but they contributed to hundreds of thousands of deaths in sub-Saharan Africa. More recent and similarly baseless theories about the polio vaccine causing sterility directly led to the disease resurging in Nigeria, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. I don't know if that has anything to do with us, but okay. And also... Okay, there's just too much to get into here. COVID-19 related claims are in the same genre. Setting these conspiracy theories in their historical context can demonstrate that they offer nothing new and don't ask the right questions about the pandemic and its causes. This might j just might encourage the person to direct their curiosity and skepticism to a more worthwhile concerns. Yeah, because, you know, getting the truth about a global pandemic and the cause and uh, origin of the disease is not a worthwhile concern apparently okay last one six finally be realistic there is of course no guarantee that this advice will be effective there are no incontestable arguments or fail-proof strategies that will always convert a conspiracy theorists to skepticism i don't like this dichotomy they're setting up of conspiracy theorist to skepticism because i think inherently conspiracy theorists are skeptics yeah. at their very core they're just yeah. not skeptics of the same thing you're skeptical of. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists are skeptical of absolute authority of other human beings in uh, communicating the truth when they have like CNN. Uh, so much gain to, you know, gain so much to gain by, you know, having you not be skeptical of their story. Continuing, therefore, set realistic expectations. The aim of talking to a conspiracy theorist is not to convert them. Thank you. But to sow doubt about an argument and hopefully enable them to gradually build up resistance to its seductive appeal. So there you go, Gons. There's uh, your six tips to talking to a MSM brain brainwashed uh, normie. Wait, you know, sorry, opposite. Opposite of that. Your crazy conspiracy theorist <laughs> uncle. Uh, you know, their definition of conspiracy theorist, this is what always happens with these mainstream outlets. They just generalize everybody. And I, I know they tried to kind of address it, like find out what kind of conspiracy theorist uh, your person you're talking to is. But in general, there's this broad stroke being made that if you believe that uh, you know that some the JFK story isn't true or that vaccines aren't legitimate, then you must also believe that aliens built the pyramids and you know just right, everything yeah, is just grouping, one big question, yes. one big uh, crazy, and well, it, that's just not the case. And so yeah, it's, it's just it's, uh, 
the same strategy. It's a straw man strategy is it what is. it is. Oh, if you don't believe the official story about the Beirut explosion, you must think that, uh, you know, Trump is a lizard person, right. which I'm not saying he's not. But to assume that the same person would believe both things just because they believe one is a, a logical fallacy. And so they're teaching people to uh, operate on logical fallacies to try to convince people. Well, the funny uh, thing, yeah, the funny thing, too, is that you can use the tactics suggested here and mm-hmm. question everything about this post. Like yeah. the, the, uh, the author of the post, the outlet. Like, okay, do we trust it? Eh, the history of CNN, not great. And especially recently, people are less trustworthy of an outlet like CNN. And just in general, you can use all of this against them and you will have a, probably a better argument for what, what they label conspiracy theorists are suggesting. Believe uh, your TV. Yeah, believe your TV, believe your authority. And I was looking at some of these links that they were, they were you know, connecting it to. They were... Uh, yeah. you know, Quite conversation a article. Yeah, they got their own web. rabbit hole of a web of confusion. Yeah. And, and you know, it's the same. It was an, another article written by the same author, I think, the senior lecturer in psychology, the Open University, uh, Jovan Byford, I think is the mm-hmm. author of this article. So he's just linking to his old articles. You yeah. Know? Like, hey, like, like this or, uh, you know, example or that example. It's like, so eh. he's obviously showing his own. Uh, you know, he has a lot to gain by having you check out his other articles that he's written right. so he can get paid more by CNN to continue linking a web of his own articles. Right. So, <laughs> right. I don't know, man. Anyways, there you go. Keep an eye out for it. That's what they're, that's what they're saying about you folks. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and, it, yeah. and it plays into be that. Skeptical. Yeah. Be skeptical and, you know, of the skeptics. And, you, you know, we do it on this show all the time. A lot of times there are conspiracies floating around and disinfo and misinfo in the conspiracy world oh, yeah. is, a, is a big risk. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, get in there, dig there in is. and figure out which conspiracy theories, you know, m- have some legitimacy and which ones are, you know, crafted Right. Or mis, you know, misrepresented, in, you know, in order for a lot of different things, whether it's to, you know, see who they can get to jump on the crazy train or to use to discredit the community. Right. There's um, a, there's something called the Cointel Pro, uh, yeah. which is an operation, a, a real operation that took place. And I, I believe still takes place to yeah. discredit anybody who is questioning the official narrative. And the way they do that is they basically get someone to pose as if they are a conspiracy theorist and mm-hmm. they, they start, they, they put out lies that would appeal to the skeptic or the, the conspiracy theorist to kind of put him, take him off the, the trail of the hunt. You know, the, and a prime example of this uh, in my video on YouTube got deleted for it was the whole George Floyd thing. And people, uh, you know, on Twitter and social media saying, Hey, I looked at the footage. The guy in the footage doesn't have a chest tattoo. Look at that. And all the evidence being used was like the most grainy, you know, footage that you can find of that. Yeah. And there was very clear footage that showed, no, he did have the chest tattoo. So my point right. in my video was, Hey, watch out for these guys trying to give you a talking point that can easily be debunked easily mm-hmm. by just looking at the footage that's publicly available because it's not going to help the argument. You can question the whole situation without 
believing that he had a tattoo or didn't have a tattoo. It's irrelevant to the actual right. questioning of the, the narrative. But if you're going to be taken off into this direction of, Hey, uh, uh, he didn't have a chest tattoo. Well, you know, a, a skeptical person is going to go look at the footage and say, eh, it's pretty clear he had the chest tattoo. You're right. crazy. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. And it's a way to discredit those who would be uh, appealed or, or those who would tend to question things. It takes them off the hunt. It's like a distraction. And so that, that is definitely out there. So uh, that's why, you know, it's, it's important to be vigilant and watchful and make sure that, uh, you know, whatever you're peddling out there. Uh, because what happens, you know, the parroting happens in the world of conspiracy. You know, I was talking back and forth with somebody in the comments on the YouTube channel recently who was a, a, a big QAnon guy, uh-huh. and he was just parroting everything that the QAnon people that are out there making podcasts and YouTube videos, just parroting everything. Right. And it's like, well, you're, you know, and I'll think for yourself, it's about consciousness and the pineal gland and all this stuff. It's like, what we haven't heard about this for years. I mean, you know, come up with something new. If you're going right. to try to do, you know, tear down the person that believes in Jesus. But um, anyway, getting, yeah, getting on my high horse there. But. And uh, Sky Scourge Broadcasting is bringing up the Smith Munt Act. Oh yeah, um, that was repealed during the Obama administration. Yeah, the Modernization Just Act, literally making it legal for propaganda. So, I mean, it's, it's legal for the government to lie to its people. So, you know, I I mean, just the fact that, uh, you know, the Obama administration repealed the act that, uh, you know, not to say that the government never lied before this, but, you know, it's different when they are breaking the law versus, oh yeah, it's totally legal to completely lie to your citizens and, uh, there you go. Yeah, that's a that's a good talking point to bring up whenever, you know, you have one of these uh, con- people, CNN people trying to talk you out of believing in a conspiracy theory. It's like, well, look at the Smith Munt Act. It came out Smith Munt or the, it's it modernization. was restricting propaganda. Yeah. And it was repealed to allow legally the government to lie to its people. Right. Um, So what about that? How can you believe anything that comes from the government? What's interesting, too, is that if, uh, you know, Trump had an opportunity or hasn't has had an opportunity to reverse that, but he hasn't because I think he's used it to his advantage in uh, Mm -hmm. many different ways. And I think he's, uh, yeah, because you can you can spin disinformation for. Uh, what allegedly will be a, for a positive effect, right? That at least that's what right. the uh, some of the hyper tro- uh, well, pro Trumpers will tell the you. Machiavellian Trump, uh, Trump, the Machiavellian <laughs> uh, the Prince, you know, right? Which, which is a, a favored uh, book by every politician. Yeah, teaching you, you know, the the basics of you say whatever you need to say to get elected and then you do whatever you have to do once you're there. Positive propaganda. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um okay. Well, what do you think on your timing guns? Do we want to <sighs> save the rest for next show? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a kinda, good place to stop yeah, if we'll we want to save it. Wednesdays are going to have to be a little shorter or we're just going to have to start earlier, Basil. I know that's we'll try uh, our best. So yeah, we'll we'll just let everybody know that Wednesdays might end up being a little uh, shorter unless we can 
uh, figure some things out and start earlier. So keep that in mind. But uh, thanks for being here, everybody. We're saving a couple stories for next show on Friday. We'll be back on Friday sometime between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, what so We're saving a, a story about the real story going on with TikTok and uh, its, its attempted purchase, ongoing purchase dealings with Microsoft uh, to take over the American uh, you know, business end of that. And then there was some, uh, of course, the new George Floyd body cam footage. Uh, we've got some breakdown and talking to do about that as well. Um, so make sure to be back here on Friday. We'll be talking about that stuff sometime between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to turn on notifications. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. If nothing else, you need it as a backup because, uh, you know, sometimes the notifications just don't get there through YouTube or wherever else you're looking for them. Right. Um, I want to do a big old thank you to our producers. We couldn't do the show without you. We're on that value for value model, baby. Thank you, Blank. Thank you, Laura, Sierra, (laughs) Penny. Uh, Thank you, New Two Box. Was that the name? New Two Box. Old Old Two Two Box. Yeah. <laughs> opposite. Complete opposite. Yeah. Two box. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you to Allie and thank you to uh let's see, who else do we got? Patrick is a monkey's wife. Question yes. mark. Thank you. Jimmy, Barbara, Jesse. thank you for the art. Godspeed, thank you for the comic book art. And uh, as usual, big old thank you to that night wind for yeah, helping us out with timestamps. Time We're still waiting for clips to start showing up. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, William Steele, but okay. Um, make sure to head to Canary Cry, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support to support us, uh, help produce next show on Friday. You got PayPal options, cryptocurrency, all sorts of stuff there. Remember us at Patreon.com slash CCNT. It's the only way we can keep doing this show. And we are so grateful and also impressed by, uh, everybody jumping on, becoming a producer, uh, taking ownership, taking control of their own media intake and uh you know pull your own strings don't let the advertisers pull your strings when you become a producer of the show you are pulling your own strings baby that's how we like it around here and remember you can create art and jingles all sorts of fun stuff to help produce the show send that to canarycryradio at gmail.com also remember to leave some ratings and reviews we are so close to some cool big numbers on our ratings and reviews on apple Podcasts. Podcasts. We have not gotten any over the past couple of days. So please, out there, somebody, take five minutes. Go leave a rating and a review. It helps out the show. It tells the uh, algorithm robots to uh, tell other people about the show. It's a very important thing. Um, okay, am I forgetting anything? Nope, I think that's it. Okay, now remember, you got friends, you got family, and they're all just waiting. They're just floating out there in, in, the, in the world, waiting for you to tell them about Canary Cry News Talk. Let them know if they're starting to wake up and they need a a gentle guide down the narrow path. Let them know that Canary Cry News Talk is where it's at. Send them an episode. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you what? You shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Stop that.
Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Cradle a few cages. Cradle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, just ask Noah, everybody. Okay, we'll see you on Friday. Remember to tune in. Make sure those notifications are on. We will be uh, talking about all sorts of stuff, and I'm sure enough will happen in the next couple days to fill out that show. Uh, But you want to show up. You want to show up. You want to be here. So make sure to tune in next time. But until then, everybody, think outside the cage. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and
people's zoo. Shoo, hallelujah. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo.